Everybody, welcome to Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast. If you are someone who has been on a constant roller coaster of losing weight, gaining it back, and the amount of frustration that comes with finding reliable health advice, this is the podcast for you. We are health and mindset specialists that want to coach you so fucking well that we not only help you achieve the physical results you're after, but help improve your relationship with your food, your body, and yourself from a mental and emotional standpoint so that we can become completely redundant to you. Yes, you heard that right. We coach our clients to make us redundant. Thank you so much for listening in. Your support means the absolute world to us. Without further delay, let's jump into your episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp. Welcome back to Inside the Genie's Lamp. It took every fiber of my being to kneel to not say, everybody. So you can deal with that. Unfortunately for today's episode, we do not have a sponsor. Unfortunately, there were no collaborations uh, in the Instagram post that we made or in the TikTok post that was out. Nobody had any collaborations or things that they wanted to see sponsored for this podcast. So unfortunately, our previous uh, our previous sponsor of Unrelenting High Standards, uh, they're still here. They're still around. They're still doing that amazing thing. There's an email coming out next week uh, on the Monday. When What date will that be? That'll be the 25th at 8.45 a.m. I've just finished writing that. Uh, so yeah, that's on expectations, standards, and unrelenting high standards. So uh, yeah, get that in your gobs. I don't know why, but as of late, writing has just consumed me. It is everything that I want to be focusing on, everything that I want to be doing, and... Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm rolling with it. I'm trying so hard to make sure that I'm still doing the stuff that we need to do to have transformation clients and have people coming through, make sure that all the challenges are taken care of. There is a lot. There's actually, it's, it's fucked, kind of, with how busy we are starting to get. Uh, but we do need, and we are looking for, transformation people because Laura and myself have had people on the transformation program that have finished, which means we have spots opening back up. So if you want to jump into the transformation program for either myself or Laura, please either DM us or go through the website and book a call with either one of us and we can run you through what that transformation is going to look like um, or what it would look like for you, I should say, because you can find out exactly what it looks like as a general sort of template on the website. But any hoosies, get in contact with us if you want to change your life, because if you sign up now, what is this? This is going to come out tomorrow, which would be the 19th. If we start for the week after, because obviously if you sign up for this week, if we start on the 25th of September, let's do this. Hey Google, what's six months from the 25th of September, 2023? It didn't give me an answer. I found this on the web. No, you meant to tell me. You meant to tell me what I want. But anyway, uh, I believe that would be God, I'm terrible with months. You are watching me at my most vulnerable right now. Uh, September, October, November, December. And then we've got a three-week break that we are taking as a part of the Fitness Genie. I'll do some TikToks here and there, but add that on top. Uh, So three weeks, that's practically four, which is practically a month. That would be January, February, March. That'd take us to like April next year. That'd take us well up to Easter. If you sign up for this week, we will finish probably around Easter or mid-April. I don't even know. Anyway, we can figure out the logistics of all of that later. The thing that I want to get into, and if you are watching this, I do have my little wrist trainer thing that I put all my fingers in and then extend because my wrist is fucking killing me. So we're moving through that and we're getting through it. But anywho, this week's podcast, oddly enough, the title, everything about it, this is going to sound so ironic. 
I don't feel qualified to talk on this, but I'm going to. Today's podcast is about imposter syndrome and self-worth. Who'd have thunk it? The reason that I want to be talking about this is because it does come up a fair bit and it, it comes up a lot when we start talking about what do you do when you finish coaching. For transformation clients, this is one of their biggest questions when it gets to, I've got the results that I want, I've changed my life, I've done all the things that you said that I should do, but when we finish coaching, what do we do? Because obviously with coaching, it's focus on this one thing, go do that. I have clients whose homework is go have fun, is increase your calories, is test your strength at the gym, do as many reps as you can for this one exercise. Our focus points for the transformation program have become so fucking wild and fun. (laughs) I'm like, how is this a job? How are people changing their lives on this? But when you boil it down, it makes perfect sense as to how people are doing it. It's so different, that's why. at the end of the transformation program, or particularly in that like sort of transition period, which is around the five-month period, because it's a six-month program, so around that five-month mark, moving into the fifth month, that's where a lot of people start to go, oh, holy shit, we're actually finishing up coaching pretty soon. What do I do then? And we've got all the homework. We've got the guide. We've got the weekly check-ins. We've got the weekly mindset calls. There's a lot of accountability and support that goes through the transformation program. So naturally... When people have started achieving goals and they've started doing the things and myself or Laura just go, cool, now uh, get ready to do this by yourself because we're not going to be here forever and now we're going to move into the transition period of you getting away from needing us and what does that look like? Naturally, people freak out. It, of course, when you're, like, you're riding a bike, for example, and you take the training wheels away and you're like, oh my God, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do this, what the fuck? And there's that initial freak out. Obviously, you adapt, you learn, and you keep going. And... Everything's all fun. We love that. The biggest thing that I have found with my clients is moving into that transition period is very much we've established the patterns, we've established the habits, the routines, the thought patterns, all of that fun stuff. We've done it all. And yet they don't believe. And there is a podcast previously that I did, or maybe it was, I'm pretty sure it was a podcast, of identity. Identity is not going to change or changing your body is not going to change your identity, something like that. It was two, three weeks ago, something. The imposter syndrome, I'm going to start with that one. The imposter syndrome gets real when people have made all the changes, but they go, oh, I don't really feel like I've achieved it. it. It felt too easy. It felt like it just sort of happened, and everything I've done in the past in regards to changing my weight or my body or anything like that, it has come at a significant price. And... Now, the only significant price is the money. Everything else (laughs) is pretty damn good. And in my opinion, that's a fucking awesome investment. If you could just pay to have all that stuff go away. Obviously, you have to do the work. That's the catch of it all. You have to do the hard work to make sure that the investment does pay off. But we're going to be here with you for a fucking long time so that we can make sure that you do get the results and you keep them. The imposter syndrome comes when people go, I don't feel like I've earned these results. They just happened. It was rather effortless. Like, obviously, I did the things, but... When you're in it, when you're in the program or when you're doing something difficult and you're sitting in the middle of it, it feels like time is standing still and it feels like it's going forever. But you just keep doing the things, you just keep plugging away, you just keep doing the things day in, day out and you keep going. That's why some people go, oh fuck, I've been at this job for six years. Might be time to ask for a raise or get a new job or do something different. It, it just becomes a routine and a thing that people do and mindlessly they hit a point where they wake up somewhere and they go, oh, fuck, uh, okay, well, how did I do this? And not many people are aware of their journey or they don't have like self-awareness to be able to say, I did that or I did these things. 
and looking back, it's like, okay, these are the things that we achieved and that we did along the way, but they don't recognize that as their achievements. They don't allow themselves to acknowledge that they have made those changes and that they were the ones that did the hard work to achieve those results. So the imposter syndrome comes when you don't allow yourself to acknowledge and essentially respect yourself that you did make those changes and those things did happen. The, it's, it's such a wild thing, the imposter syndrome, because it is very similar to like changing your identity when it comes to, hey, I need you to acknowledge and respect that you did these things. And the imposter syndrome, fuck, it is, it is real. It is a pain in the ass. Obviously, I feel like I've got it every fucking day. But I don't let it get in the way of me taking action. That's the thing. The start of this podcast was a perfect example. I was like, I, don't, I really don't want to talk on this. I've had this on my list for like three, four weeks now. I don't want to talk about it because I feel like I'm not qualified to talk on it. Good thing, I've had other podcast topics to sort of squish in and just be like, hey, you, t you take that for today, you do this topic for today. And that has worked out pretty damn well. So the imposter syndrome is real. The easiest way to become confident is to do the things that you said that you were gonna do. And I'm gonna do another one, a different podcast on brain pattern recognition. Um, I'm writing this down. <laughs> because I realized I don't actually have it on my list. I'm doing this at the moment. Hey, and I can change this one, this podcast, to working on it. Look at us go. We're ticking things off on our to-do list together. Look at that, efficient on a Monday. Um, also, the Dolphins won today. Beat the Patriots. Fuck you, Patriots. I respect the organization, but goddamn, I hate goddamn rivals. We've had Tom Brady for so long, it's our turn. We deserve a win. Go Dolphins. The imposter syndrome, it is real. But it is more important that you don't let it stop you from taking action, from doing the thing that you want to do. I don't feel like I deserve these things or that I should be talking on this or you achieve an, you achieve an accolade or you get something or you just, you achieve an achievement. <laughs> Once you've achieved the achievement of achieving, then we can move into, oh, you actually did this. As long as you keep taking action that is in alignment with what you are wanting, what you're wanting to achieve and who you want to be, and those things. I always talk about being in alignment with your purpose, intention, all this stuff, standards. That is the shit that we want to keep focusing on because I honestly don't feel like I have achieved anything in this business. It always feels like, particularly when it is your business and you're always working, it, it has taken me fucking nearly a decade, obviously, because when you're starting off, it's like, yeah, I want to do these things because they're fun and I like them. And honestly, having this job is it's a career, don't get me wrong, and it is a business, but it doesn't feel like work because A, I'm really good at it, B, I'm having fun along the way, and C, I get to talk to people every, every single day. It's different every day. That's the thing that I like about it. I've got things that I need to do on my to-do list that are very recurring and you know tick the boxes type of stuff, but that is the absolute bare minimum necessities that I need to keep the sort of business going. Everything else has been, let's find the fun, the joy, and just talk shit and just be ourselves. And by doing that and documenting it on what is a fucking tiny ass, very powerful computer in our pocket, people go, I want to be a part of that. And they sign up and they come on board. And I fucking love that because I never thought that anyone would want to connect with me ever, let alone pay me to talk to me. <laughs> Who would have thunk? So the imposter syndrome is real because I, much like the similar podcast that I did three weeks ago, I don't feel like I've changed my identity. I'm working on that at the moment, but I'm from when I was four years old, 
right up to now at 29? Yeah, 29. <laughs> Did the math. I'm still just Travis. I'm still that kid. I still enjoy playing basketball. My wrist doesn't let me, my knee doesn't let me. I've got a lot of fucking physical issues that I'm dealing with at the moment to be able to get there. My shoulder is one of them. I would love to be able to just go to the oval and throw the old pig skin around. It's actually synthetic leather, but um, I would love to be able to do that. I don't identify as this me. I don't identify as me, really. I identify as the kid version of me. And the only difference is my adult mind comes in to be able to say, you probably shouldn't play video games all day, you should probably get a job so that you can do money. You probably shouldn't do that, you should probably work on this. The adult supervision in me comes in to be able to say, hey, these are the things that you should do to be able to have the life that you want or just do the things that you said that you should do. However, in my head, I'm like, I wanna prep for D&D, I wanna write this stuff, I wanna come up with this world, I wanna do all of these things that are stupidly fun. It's my adult brain coming in and saying, you can do all of the dumb shit that you want to do, but we are going to make sure that you're productive for it. We're going to make sure that you get something for it. It is fun, it is joyful, it is all these things, but if I do all of that all the time, it all of a sudden doesn't become something fun and enjoyable. It becomes my lifestyle. And th this is where I get a little bit weird. If I'm doing something all the time as my lifestyle, it's either going to be that's really bad, stop doing that all the time, or too much of a good thing, you end up resenting that thing. That's why I like to mix things up very often. And the classic quote of variety is the spice of life, and I honestly believe that. If you have too much of one thing and you niche down into just doing that particular thing, life gets very boring. And whether that is, I'm just gonna speak for myself, whether that is just doing personal training or just doing transformation calls or just doing email check-ins or just doing TikToks or just doing one thing, when you are narrowed into one little hole, it feels like that sounded naughty. When you are, <laughs> when you are narrowed into doing just one thing, it becomes too much, it becomes overwhelming, it becomes boring, it becomes I'm either good at this or I don't like doing this because it's the same thing over and over and particularly for my ADHD peeps, that's a pain in the ass. I don't want to do the same thing over and over again because, yeah, it's fucking sandpaper in the brain. We don't like it. So that's why I like doing things very differently and doing a whole bunch of different things. The adult voice in my head says, hey, you need some supervision. You can do all the things that you want to do as a kid. You can have fun. You can talk about D&D. You can do all this dumb shit that you want to. However, please document it and try and say that and do that in a smart-ish way that people can see and connect with and do all of that. So obviously that's where it came in for TikTok and my old business coach, shout out Tim. Um, he was just like, have you heard about TikTok? And I was like, yeah, fucking app where people do dances and dumb shit. And he goes, yeah, that's what it is initially. But when you start watching the videos and stuff, the algorithm picks up and changes all this. And I was like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> and then he's like, honestly, you seem like the perfect personality to be on there. You should just do it and just talk shit. Because if you take our calls, chuck them on there, or just all the stuff that you say that you want to do, if you just paintball it on TikTok, I reckon that'll be what's best for you getting out of the rut, but then also building a business. And I was like, all right, fuck it. I downloaded TikTok, I installed it. The very first thing that popped up, I pressed a button somewhere. I now know that it was the filters button. And I was like, oh my God, what have I pressed? And the thing that popped up 
was an open mic night. And I was like, okay, cool. I don't know what this is. So I just hit record and I was like, all right, I've always wanted to get into stand-up comedy. Uh, so this is my first joke. Keto. And I didn't realize that when I like opened my mouth or did something or showed a hand or whatever, the background would laugh. <laughs> like the full laugh track. And I was like, ah, oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, second one. And I just rattled on and just did that for about 25 seconds. Posted it. 600 views. I was like, oh. That's six times better than my Instagram posts. I'm just going to keep going. And through lockdown, it became a thing. Post 10 times per day. When I make a video, I'm not thinking about the ideal time. I'm not thinking about this. I'm just making content from my room and just doing this stuff that I'm doing now. The only difference is I am paintballing and just but, 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 just everything in my brain on TikTok at the one time. When I was scrolling TikTok, I used to just scroll, scroll, scroll. That's a funny sound. What is that? Oh, I could probably do this. 10 minutes later, film it, post it, done. I spent four hours, five hours a day on TikTok, finding sounds, doing all that stuff, and just being an idiot. It then hit the point where we had all these people signing up and doing all these things. And I was like, oh my God, well, this is fucking crazy. And business took off. We obviously hired some coaches, got rid of one that was really toxic. And now we are here. We're thriving. Obviously looking for more transformation clients because that's what we do. We love people. And we've got the challenge. The challenge went off, by the way. The challenge has definitely excited me. And people are giving me feedback to be like, hey, you should probably do this. Or like, what if we did this in the next intake? And I'm like, that's actually a really fucking good idea. Why didn't I think of that? So what have we got at the moment? One, two, three, four, five, six. There's six plus another, I think, three waiting in my Discord DMs. There's going to be nine things that we are adding to the challenge for the January intake. I cannot tell you how, oh my God, this is taking off and I love it. I am here for it. The, anyway, so people started signing up <laughs> to the transformation program. I swear to God, I'm gonna come full circle with this for imposter syndrome. People started signing up. We hired people, uh, fired people, and now we are here, thriving, loving life, doing all the things, and ultimately just trying to trying to be us. We are trying to hold that moral center and the ethics. It is very hard to build a service-based business in this economy when the fact that working on yourself or paying, let me rephrase that, paying someone to help you work on yourself is considered a luxury in this economy. So one of the first things to go when obviously people start struggling is personal training sessions and then it becomes because we're just like hey we'll help you do what you do at the gym and the gym is 15 bucks a week personal training session could be anywhere from 50 up to 280 dollars for an hour who knows and it's just like we will guide you in doing that thing that you always do so people see that as the luxury which honestly it is and yeah we are the first ones to go helps that I'm not doing personal training, but that also extends into health coaching, nutrition, and the type of coaching that we do, um, particularly for the fact that the coaching we do is very high end, and that's why we started doing the coaching, so that we can give people different options because the economy absolutely sucks balls, so that we're not just sitting here going, hey, why aren't people signing up? We know why they're not signing up, and we need to adapt to be able to accommodate for everyone. So that's what we're doing. Well, at least we're trying to. If you do know something that would be an awesome program or thought or just like a mini masterclass series that you would like to come through, let me know. I'm more than likely going to film it and get it out to you. Any hoosies. In doing all of that stuff, from the TikTok to getting 100,000 followers to then growing on Instagram, Instagram, what the fuck is up? 
what is up, Instagram? I don't, I don't know what's going on. I've been stuck at 3,800 followers for about a year. About a year. All the content on TikTok, on Instagram, and we are barely growing. It is crazy, and I don't know if I like it. TikTok is definitely my people. Any hoosies. Doing all of that, it has never sunk in that I did that that I helped put out that content where people want to see it and they want to follow, they want to engage, they want to be around and they want to consume what I have to say and help them in whatever regard that it is. It helps that I've got a decent personality and I'm not just a fucking sweet potato with legs. Um, I should say arms, my legs are, knees ruined at the moment. <laughs> sweet potato that's been left in the pantry for way too long, probably three years too long. We touch it and it's a, it's a little soft, but at the same time it's got all these like, fucking growths coming out of it and you're like wow that is impressive that's me at the moment <laughs> a two-year soft potato full of growth that's me <laughs> that is my life that is the perfect description <laughs> oh that never sunk in that I did those things it was just well yeah I did this I did this thing and I just started posting on TikTok and people liked it for some reason that's it that's where my thought goes and when people go, oh, how did you grow on TikTok? And how did you do this? And how did you do that? Obviously, I've learned a lot along the way to be able to help someone. When I see something on TikTok, I go, hey, you should probably swap this for that. And the thing that you said at 40 seconds here, I'd put that at the first three seconds to do this. And then I would swap this caption for this because that's more attractive than this. I'd also swap that word out for that because it's more buzzy. Like, I know a lot of shit, but I don't actually let myself know or feel that I know my shit. I, I'm, I'm trying so hard to actually acknowledge that I am changing and growing as a person. That unfortunately means I have to let go of the old version of myself, which I've spoken about before, because I like the old version of myself. And it's also weird for the fact that imposter syndrome right now is hitting me extra hard because I have the ADHD meds and I said in a recent TikTok that I don't feel like I have suffered enough with my ADHD. Turns out that people are like, well, no, you did like, quote unquote suffer. Very different suffering to depression and anxiety, let me fucking tell you. But, um, for the fact that my psych said it's probably mild to moderate ADHD. That was what he said. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, obviously it's good. I'm glad I'm not complete one end of the spectrum. That would be bad. But it feels, it feels weird that I had ADHD on the mild moderate thing. And I was like, I don't have it. I've, I've, why would I have it? It's just all of these mental health issues that I've been dealing with my entire life. I learned how to deal with them and then everything's sweet. I've done that for the longest time and I got to here and I was pretty successful. And then it, a couple of my friends got diagnosed and then I saw shit on TikTok and I was like, oh, maybe I should go to the doctor because I'm having these weird thoughts of anxiety and this and that. Doctor actually said, maybe we should test you for ADHD. I was like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? $2,000 later? Yeah, sure. Here are some pills that'll make your brain go fast. And I was like, buddy, I don't think either of us want that. <laughs> and then he goes, no, it'll actually balance it out. So your thoughts are moving way too quickly at the moment. Uh, so we need to speed you up so that your processing power can actually get them all done. So that, so that it eventually goes, hey, here is this one thing that you should focus on because everything else is being dealt with. And I was like, oh, all right, sounds pretty cool. Let's do that. And now I've gotten more work done in the past four weeks than I have in the past, this year, this year, honestly. And that for me feels like imposter syndrome of I'm like, hey, I didn't, like, I didn't realize all the things that I was doing are now no longer necessary because I'm on ADHD meds and that they were more than likely symptoms and coping mechanisms of ADHD. 
And when someone comes in and they go, hey, my ADHD brain tells me not to do these things. And I'm like, oh, well, have you tried A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all the way through the fucking alphabet, all the way through the Greek alphabet? And they're like, oh my God, I had no idea that I could do all that things. And that makes perfect sense. And I'm like, oh shit, I actually know what I'm talking about with ADHD. Shit. Yeah, it's, I know logically that I had ADHD for a long while and it's been exacerbated lately or just I've been more aware of it. And the medication has helped me drastically with that and my lifestyle and things that I do and productivity has just improved immensely. Because I didn't identify as having ADHD, it was just, hey, this is just the way my brain works. I can't study, I can't do these things, and I'm never going to be able to learn. So I just fucking rolled with it, picked out my strengths, doubled down on them. And when there was a weakness that came up and I was like, oh, fuck, I actually do have to move through this weakness and figure out how to get through it. It took me so long to be able to figure it out. Different pre-workouts, different nootropics. Don't take any of them. Maybe I take something different. Maybe I try some fucking organic mushrooms and things that help with focus and this and that. Maybe I light a candle. Maybe I start to go through like aromatherapy. Maybe I do that. There were so many things that I tried and all of them worked to a degree. And it feels like if the symptoms that I was dealing with were 100% of the issue, it felt like lighting a candle was fixing 5% of that issue. And then taking the nootropic pre-workout stuff that I always did, that fixed 20% of the issue putting on music in the background, that fixed 5% of the issue. So I'm up to whatever it was, 35% of that issue solved. I'm still dealing with 65% of it. Is that right? 65% of the symptoms. But that was just enough for me to be able to get through, be productive and do what I have to do. Some particular days I go to the gym, have a a massive session and feel really good. Maybe that fixes 10% of the issue. Having high protein and awesome nutrition habits, that's another 10% of the issue. So all of a sudden, I wasn't dealing with 100% of my issues. My lifestyle and things that I had set up along the way without even knowing it were helping me deal with the symptoms of ADHD. So then instead of dealing with 100% of the problem, I was only dealing with maybe 30% of the problem. And that's why I never identified as having ADHD because I was like, the things that I'm doing at the moment, they've led me to be pretty successful. I'm pretty happy. I'm not upset at anything. But I tick every fucking box for ADHD. <laughs> Maybe I should go get it sorted. And one of my mates, he got medication for it. And he was like, yep, I'm on this. And I was like, oh, cool. And now I'm taking it. I'm like, why did I not do this sooner? So it went very quickly from me having dealt and set up all these strategies and mechanisms over the past however many years that I've been dealing with it into uh, go to the doctors one day. And he was like, oh, yeah, you've, you've more than likely got ADHD. So let's get that tested. And then it was like, oh, fuck, okay, well, I probably don't have it. It's probably just all of these different things. Three months later, got into a psych on a cancellation list, mind you. My first appointment should have been like two weeks ago, which would have been a five or six month wait. And I was like, absolutely fucking not. So I followed up that cancellation list. That's a fun tip for anybody out there. If you do have access to your emails and you're waiting for a psych eval, get on the cancellation list because people are canceling every fucking day. I had at least two, three cancellations every day that I got an email for. That's a fun tip for you. Get in there if you really want to get that shit sorted because you will need to respond within like a minute or two. I took, I think four weeks, like yep, 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 to every single email that I got. Eventually got one. And I was like, oh, hey, yeah, I'm about to go get my brain spoken to. Um, Can't do this session and move people around. So yeah, fun tip for you. So... I didn't really identify as having ADHD. And then within a three month turnaround, it was like, uh, yeah, mild to moderate, uh, come back in 
uh, next week because again, cancellation. It ended up again being a massive thing that got it on the cancellation list. And got in and he was like, all right, so here's your prescription. It's a six month fill, uh, go do it. And we'll follow up in three months and see how you feel. And I was like, oh fuck, okay. What do I do? How is it gonna affect me? What is going on? And then I obviously started doing all the research, <clears throat> reaching out to friends and just putting it on TikTok to be like, hey, this is what I'm going through. What the fuck is this? So it was about a three month period of me questioning everything about me and my mental health and my brain and how I'm going to work and operate and what medication do I take and all this stuff. So the imposter syndrome of me helping people with ADHD, I've always been like, yeah, I really resonate with you. I vibe with you. Everything about it. We have the same brain. It was actually kind of scary that that's where we were, but I never identified as having ADHD. I was like, yeah, I've got some symptoms of it, but you know, who cares? I'm doing me. I'm happy with it. And ultimately, if you are happy with it and you can do and you're not struggling, the I, I never really identify as struggling because if I am struggling, then I'm like, yeah, this is just what life is. Life is a struggle, so you should be struggling. And if you're not, then you're not going hard enough. That's my mindset. So, yeah, when people come to me and they go, I've been watching your ADHD content on TikTok and it really resonates and some of the stuff you've been saying is actually really helpful, I want to sign up for coaching. I go, why? <laughs> not an ADHD coach. I barely have it myself. I've been on medications. That's where the imposter syndrome comes in. Realistically, I could say like, yes, I'm never, I don't think I'm ever really going to market myself as like an ADHD coach because I'm absolutely fucking not. I don't know enough about the brain or how things work. I'm just, I'm just Trav. I'm just Travis. I'm just a broken boy who helps people be less broken. The exact same thing that I did for other people. The only thing that I am doing is sharing my story. That is it. I don't think that I'm special. I don't think that I have done anything amazing. I don't think that I have done anything that anyone in my position wouldn't have done if they were in that position. It's For me, it's just like, yeah, it's the natural next step. But my brain has always been never content. Obviously, this is gonna come out in the email next week of unrelenting high standards of, I achieve this thing, I do really well, and then the goalpost gets moved. Okay, done, what next? Okay, cool, go move on to that next thing, done, what next? And it is always what next, what next, what next? I don't stop to celebrate, I don't stop to do these things, and eventually, recently, I've started looking back on my life and the things that I've overcome and the things that I've done, and I'm actually like, oh, it's actually, it's actually not a bad story. Uh, maybe I should put that into words in the form of a book, and now that I can actually focus, there's like, what is there? I've got it in front of me. There's 5,000 words on this book at the moment. Oh, fucking hell, 5,400. And as of tomorrow, there will be 6,400 because I have a goal of adding a thousand words to this every single week. And that's just what I'm going to do. So there's a book at the moment that has 5,000 words. I'm willing to bet most of this is going to get culled down when it goes into editing and reviewing and all that fun stuff. That's going to be a fucking mental process in itself. Let me tell you, especially when you're talking about yourself and your vulnerabilities. And I'm, I know I'm going to get something back from an editor. And they go, hey... Shit's fucked. <laughs> I need you to change this and this and all of these things and probably 16 more things when you send it back on review. Like, ah, oh, cool. <laughs> Thanks for rejecting me. <laughs> I know that's what it's going to feel like. Um, oh, and also, if you do want to support the funding of the editor, publishing, all of that fun stuff, I've been doing it on TikTok, but I haven't put it out there. I do have a Patreon, which is in my link tree, in my bio on Instagram and TikTok and everywhere. It's... $6.95 American per month, which is ridiculously cheap. 
but I'm not looking to make heaps of money off it. I'm just looking to be like, hey, I want to protect my IP, but I also want to get all of the information out there. If you do want to sign up, it turns out to be like $11 Australian per month. And yeah, minus processing fees and all that stuff, I end up getting about $9.60, I think. Uh, but any hoosies. That is there if you want to support, and I'm, I'm trying to figure out a cool way to be like, hey, these are my patrons, or Patreon people, or whatever the fuck we call them, just to celebrate them. Maybe I'll do like post-it notes, but I'll DM all the people and be like, hey, where can I put you on the wall to be like, hey, these are the legendary people that support me. Um, and all the money from that is going towards the, um, yeah, like I said, the editing, the publishing, reviewing, the entire process of getting a book published. Someone reached out to me on TikTok the other day and said, mate, uh, let me know how much money you need total to get this book published. And I was like, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> um, and then he was like, oh, I'll pay for the first 500 books to get published because this book needs to be out here. And I was like, fuck no, this thing is generating a lot of hype and interest and I am excited by it, honestly. Um, but yeah, that's that's a wild thing that has happened. I just realized that, that's fucking crazy. Um, that happened while I was playing COD <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon. So yeah, a lot of things can happen that can change your life, but you don't really, it, it's only just recently that I'm actually sitting back and realizing and recognizing that these things happened because of me. It doesn't feel special because it's me. And that's everybody that is listening to this podcast at the moment. You achieve something amazing and you go, well, yeah, I did it. So if I can do it, anyone can do it. But that same mindset that you have, I just punched my hand like one of those fucking broco. Like, fuck, is that mindset, brother? That mindset is how you're gonna crash people. No, I should have done the other one, my Chad Chaddington. Sop, my guy. Yeah, if you want to get better at life, you know what you have to do? You need to cry less. <laughs> you need to lift more weights, bro. Um, that voice completely threw me for what I'm actually talking about. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is why I don't think I could ever do public speaking. Way too many things. I would need so many cue cards. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't think that any of these things have really, you know, I'm only just recently starting to review and be like, hey, I made those things happen. Um, but it's just the next step. Oh, that's what it was. And the, the mindset of like, if I can do this, anyone can do it. And downplaying your success to, I suppose, help raise others up. But mainly just downplaying your success to be like, if I can do it, anyone can do it because I'm just little old me. If I can lose five kilos, anyone can do it. It's not that hard. If I can do this, anyone can do it. And... That is the mindset that I don't think I have seen anyone come through the transformation program, whether they have lost all of the weight that they wanted and then kept it off and done amazing things, or if they've just uh, come in and they're like, yeah, it was kind of good and then bummed out. Some people do it. For some people, the investment into the program is like fucking nothing. It's like 0.5% of their paycheck, if that. And I'm like, fucking hell. So for them, it's like, meh, it was good, but uh, just can't be bothered. So, yeah, which is a wild thing to think about now. And that very rarely happens. I think there's been not even a handful of people that have done that. I think three people in eight years that have done that, which is wild. Um, any hoosies. Everyone has that mindset of, if I can do it, anyone can do it, because I'm just me. Um, world champion athletes have that. Obviously, some of them, at some point, in the discussion here, genetics has to be uh, involved because some of those world's greatest athletes are fucking genetic freaks. But that doesn't, it doesn't answer for the work that they put in previously. 
from particularly in like America, they start treating their six-year-olds, seven-year-olds as professional athletes to be, hey, if you want to go pro, you have to start focusing on it now. And they start treating it as a job from seven years old. So that's wild. Um, anyone can do anything. That's the thing that I'm quickly learning. And that if someone has done... How do I say this? If you want to achieve a particular goal, and someone out there has achieved that goal, regardless of where they started, where they were, or who they are, someone has achieved that goal. So that means that it is possible for someone to do it. So it's no longer an impossible goal. I know that you're going to say, yes, but it's impossible for me because I'm here. What if that person achieved the goal and they were in a worse position than you? What's the excuse then? Well, I'm unique because I have blah, 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 blah issues. And I know there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of different issues and we have to work through all of them. I like to think that I didn't have that many issues. I just had depression, anxiety, homelessness, and uh, jobless at one point, but you know, Australia, Centrelink, we can get paid to look for work. Um, so ultimately I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm extremely fucking fortunate for the position that I've been in, for the fact that I was born in Australia, white straight male, look at me go, and I had a lot of opportunities. And yes, I did end up giving away a lot of opportunities. I don't know why, but I do really well in job interviews. And I, even if I don't want the job and I'm like, uh, I just present myself as the person that I know that they're looking for. And I'm like, hey, I'm the fucking top chief for this person. You should hire me. And they go, fuck yeah, you are amazing. And then four weeks into it, I'm like, uh, I didn't get hired as the CEO. <laughs> I actually have to do some grunt work here. Not loving it. Not loving it. Insert panic attacks. Insert not wanting to be here. And uh, yeah, never rocking up to work again because I was crying in my car on the way home saying to myself. That's a fun story. So anyway, you can do whatever you want because someone out there, more than likely in a worse position than you, has achieved what you want to achieve. So that's what you can do. The imposter syndrome that comes with this is for the love of God, please, I'm just gonna get off my book title because it is distracting me. Um, please, for the love of God, recognize your achievements. They don't have to be world-class achievements. They can be something small. They can be, hey, I got out of bed today. They can be, hey, I had a shower today. It can be, I went to the gym. It's been three weeks since you looked at me. It's been three weeks since I went to the gym and today was my first session back and I'm just proud of myself for showing up. That's it, that's all it needs to be. It can be something like that. Over time, it will compound and you will have experience and you will have a multitude of things that you can look back on to be able to say, these are the reasons why I'm good at this job or why I'm good at this task or why I do this because I, I have a very specific thing, which is helping people in the position that I was to get to the position I'm in now. I'm just going to say that. I help people do what I've done. That's it. And I wouldn't be in that position to help people do what I have done and do my career and do my job if I hadn't gone through all of the shit that I've gone through and done the things that I've done to be able to put that into a nice neat little package for everyone to then say... <laughs> Hey, you should probably try this. Or when someone goes, all right, but what if I restrict my calories for this and do that? I'm like, ah, oh, well, I've had 28 clients last year that tried to do that and 24 of them actually failed because of this mindset and they said this and if they could do it again, they'd probably do that thing instead. And that just comes with experience and getting all of the different things that I can call back on and the experiences of, hey, yeah, a client did that. Oh, yeah, I did that. Hey, yeah, this. The imposter syndrome is really just not letting myself realize what I've done. That's it. It then, if I allow it to, it can then stop me from taking action to keep doing the things that I have done. 
Realistically, the only thing that I feel that I have done is be myself and be open and honest and vulnerable, and I have done that on TikTok in a humorous way. Don't know if you heard the quotes there, but in a humorous way, so that people know that they're not alone and they can have me to talk to, and that if they do need anything, they can reach out to me and they can do all that stuff. And hey, by the way, I also just happen to have nearly a decade of personal training and nutrition coaching under my belt to say, hey, uh, those amount of carbs, probably why you've got brain fog. Let's up them a little bit. By the way, don't feel like shit because also you achieved this and this and this. And then I can get into the headspace of why do you think like that? What do you believe? And what's your perspective on this? And if you do believe that you are a failure, what would you have to believe for that to be true? And I can ultimately just run through where someone's at, how they're feeling and how to bring them back to center to say, hey, let's just do this thing for this week. Don't worry about it. Everyone goes through what you're going through. So let's just pick a particular thing and move forward with it. I wouldn't have that expertise, let's call it, if I hadn't done the things that I have done. And the only thing as to why it is imposter syndrome is because I don't allow myself to believe that I have done the things and that they have just magically happened. But when I can recognize that I made the decision to make those things happen, that, you know, I like to believe that anyone would do what I have done in the situation that I'm in, as I've found out from TikTok comments and a whole lot of other people, not many do. So I do need to appreciate myself for that and thank myself for making the decisions to be able to get through the hard times and actually putting it all out there for people to see. Because if you saw my first video that I ever put out online as a personal trainer, oh, it was fucking bad. It was bad. <laughs> but they got better, they got better, they got better. And now it was to the point where I'm just like, hey, you know what? I've got a video idea. Boom, open this up, unlock, record, boom. You know what fucking annoys me? And then I just jump into doing a TikTok Caption it with a bunch of random stuff, send, done. Hey, I saw your TikTok on this. Oh, cool, yeah, sign up, we love it. So I need to recognize that I didn't give up, that I kept going and that I am someone who does keep going because I don't like the thought of giving up because I've given up way too many times in the past. And this is also gonna hit for a lot of people and I'm sorry that this is gonna be a little bit of a trigger. I have been to too many funerals as a young man and I've lost a lot of friends to suicide. <clears throat> I've lost a lot of friends to suicide and that, that is not giving up, let me say that. It's to the point where you don't see, you just, you don't want to feel like this anymore. That's it. That's what it is. You don't want to feel like this anymore. And when you don't see a way out, it's not selfish. I'll fucking tell you that. It is not selfish. It is not giving up. It is you just saying, I don't want to feel like this anymore and I'm tired of doing all of this stuff because it feels like life just keeps pushing me down. I wake up and my brain is fucking fighting me to do this. And I feel like if, I've, if I'm in a decent position, which I am now, I feel like I owe it to those people to be able to keep doing what I'm doing. <clears throat> oh, this is fucking getting me. I owe it to those people to keep doing what I'm doing and putting things out there to be able to say, hey, if I can do this, you can do this and I still battle every single day, but I keep going. And I don't wanna be someone that gives up. I'm fucking terrified every single day that I do wake up because there was a time in my life where I didn't wanna wake up. And maybe today would be the thing that triggers me back into feeling how I did all these years ago. So, every day is scary, it is, but if I don't give up, then I can't fail. If I don't fail, then I can't identify as a failure. And if I don't identify as a failure, well, what's the opposite of that?
So, I'm always going to try, I'm always going to be here, I'm always going to show up because I feel like I owe it to the people that aren't here to be able to say, hey, um, life does get better. And the friends and family that they touch to be able to say, hey, you can keep going. So yeah. Allow yourself to believe that you are here for a reason, that you have done these things and that you can do it and that you can keep showing up. There is someone out there that is in a worse position than you and if you feel that you are in the worst position, well then fan-fucking-tastic, you, you get to have a hell of a story and you get to tell people and you get to be that beacon for people where they say, hey, I've actually got it really worse. And if you do believe that you are in the worst possible position that any human could ever be in, then you owe it to the people that are doing better than you, but still struggling. You owe it to them to be able to say, hey, if I can do this, you can do this. Because look where I was and all of the shit that I had to go through to be able to get better and recover. Think of how many lives that you would change just from showing up every single day and saying, you know what, life does fucking suck sometimes, pretty much most times. But if you can take solace, that seems to be my word of the week. If you can take solace in the fact that if you do this, someone else gets better as a result, all of a sudden, you're not doing it for you, you're doing it for other people. And that can be a motivator, but it's you that is putting in the work, it's you that are deciding to keep showing up and keep doing the things. And I just feel like it's a, it's a disservice to a lot of people if you decide to have a life and not show up. I'll see you in the next one. Uh, Discord, questions, Instagram bio, all that stuff. Leave us a rate review. But yeah, I'll see you in the next one.